The Go Radio Football Show, building up to the new season. Let's go! Well, he left Glasgow February 2019. Very suddenly, he's back June 2023. The waiting is over, Celtic fans. Brendan Rodgers is the new manager of your club. A three-year deal. John Kennedy is going to be alongside him. With me, a former Celtic assistant manager and Celtic legend, Peter Grant. Peter, what's your reaction? Brendan Rodgers is back. I'm absolutely delighted. I say you've got to go to the top drawer after what Ange did, and I've definitely done that. And I'm delighted that Brendan's back. I know people will question, obviously, when he left the last time, but if you see what happened to Gary and Day, you can understand what managers do it for, and that's the problem we all have, unfortunately, no matter how much you love a club. So delighted that Brendan's back, leading the club, and real looking forward to the new season. Barry Ferguson, former Rangers captain and legend, former Scotland captain. We'll speak about Scotland in a moment or two. What do you think Rangers' reaction is? Because it's only 12 months ago. It was Giovanni Van Bronckhurst against Ange Postacoglu. They've both gone. Brendan Rodgers back. Is that a good move for Celtic? Yeah, I think it's a, a wise appointment. He, he's out of job. Paul, he's, he's um, been at Celtic before. He's won countless trophies. He knows the club inside out. So I, I think when Ange Postacoglu left... I think he was uh, the number one uh, candidate and priority for Celtic to get. Now the deal's done. We now look forward to to see um, a good battle between Brendan Rodgers and, and Michael Beale. Haaland, everyone's been speaking about him just over a week ago. He won the Champions League with Manchester City. But what about that performance of Scotland, the late, late show the other night? It's just phenomenal. A 2-1 win for Scotland over there. Can you believe it, Barry? Yeah, well, let's be honest, it wasn't the best performance, yep. um, but I couldn't care less to <laughs> come back with the, the, the three points. And it just shows you the spirit that's in, in inside that Scotland squad at this moment in time. Um, they, kept, they keep going to the end, and thankfully, Lyndon Dykes and, and Kenny McLean with, with a, a, let's be honest, it was a brilliant finish. They come away from Norway with, with three points, and now we look forward to tomorrow night against Georgia. And I think if we get three points there, I think we've got one foot in Germany. Certainly have Peter it's been phenomenal the job that Steve Clark has done the last four years magnificent you know and listen the, the manager can put it all in place for you organise you the players have got to go out and concentrate which they did the other evening there we carried a little bit of luck where the boys should score early doors with a header right in the middle of the six yard box and you start to think then because it's only 1-0 and I must admit I still go back to it how can you take the main striker the biggest threat off and it's only 1-0 because right away I'm thinking to myself brilliant you know because OK, we can maybe move up the pitch a little bit. And sure as fate, Steve's uh, changed his tactic, got John McGinn closer and everybody's questioned, well, John's scored so many goals. He's the top goal scorer by far. So he's like a second striker going up the pitch because you can see, understand exactly why he done it. So I was absolutely delighted because the tactics were great and I think they didn't get the credit for the second goal. I think the, 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 the second goal was magnificent. Yeah. Great link-up play, the way they played it, the great support. But the touch for Dykes to lay the ball back so Kenny McLean could hit it with his weaker right foot mm. and the way he finished it was magnificent so absolutely delighted listen before the two games you would attained four points you're going to have an opportunity to take six now wow and you'd say you've got one foot in Germany Barry what was it like in your household then so you're watching it Haaland scores you know was it I'll, a I'll be honest yeah. I, I watched yeah. it in, I watched it in Sunday Paul it right? was my anniversary yeah. oh, <laughs> magnificent <laughs> magnificent yeah, but yeah. I agree with Grant I yeah. thought the second goal was a, a brilliant goal McTominay to McGinn and it's the layoff as Grant just says there Kenny McLean doesn't need to break his stride yeah. it's perfect for him right on a, a plate and he's he's uh, nestled it in the, the bottom corner but as I said I, I've seen Scotland play better but that's a sign of a good team for me when you're not at your, your best you find a way and that's what Scotland done um, over Norway against let's be honest a, a real good team mm -hmm. in Norway 
But see, um, on that, Barry, see when you're looking at it, and I'm looking at it now, we've got players that's playing with the top mm-hmm. teams. You know, so you're sure. talking about Liverpool's, Arsenal's, you name it. We've got that. Man United. Abs- yeah. You name it. We've got them. John McGinn at Aston Villa doing exceptionally mm-hmm. well, qualifying for Europe. All these things. But they're all playing with top teams. The biggest secret is they're playing games, most of these boys. Mm-hmm. And the boys that's playing the Championship are all playing. So that gives you an opportunity to change the bench. You're not putting guys on it's not, not at games. All these sort of things. So I think that's been a real, real positive. And I think it's sometimes we have to look at it and think, should we be frightened in Norway? I know Haaland's playing. Mm-hmm. I know Odegaard's playing. But listen, we've got to see, we've got guys of that quality. Andy Robertson's won European trophies as well. You know, Kieran Tierney playing at Arsenal, John McGinn doing exceptionally well at Villa. Yeah. All these things. So we've got to start think, having that bit of belief when we're going into games. Stop being frightened of who we're playing. Like it. Let's trust ourselves, you know That's what I mean? Typical Scottish. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. We've got to look at their squad, look at their team. You've got guys playing at the highest level. Um, and listen, you are coming up against good teams in these um, qualifying games, but... We should be going there with confidence to, to win the games. And certainly, as I said, the, the sign of a good team for me is when you're not playing at the, the top of your game, you find a way. And that's what they've done. And listen, what an opportunity they've got to go to Germany now. It's the Go Radio Football Show. Paul Cooney here in Glasgow with Barry Ferguson and Peter Grant. Special tour edition. We should be on the on the summer schedule, <laughs> Peter, but you said, no, let me come on. So you've, you've paid a decent fee to be on with us tonight and we're, we're delighted you're here. I was just coming back for the gates at Parkhead, you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Well, I heard you on the, the BB yesterday as well. Right, how are the Celtic fans going to react to the return of Brendan Rodgers? And we want to hear from Celtic fans tonight. You know the number, 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Have your first say on the return of Brendan Rodgers. I mean, Peter, you were in here two weeks ago, so just before the break, it looked as though Ange was going. In fact, two weeks ago, we said it's when, not if. And sure enough, the news came the next day. We'll talk about that as well, Barry. You used to say, I'll drive him to the airport. He's gone. <laughs> Who could have believed? You were one of the first to say Brendan Rodgers. I mean, most of us thought he wouldn't come back just now, but he has come back. It, it, How's it going to be received by the fans? Listen, you know what it's like as a football manager, you have to win games of football. Yeah. You have to play with a certain style at Celtic Football Club. You have to, there's a demand on you constantly. People will always look back at the way Brendan left at that particular time. The only way you can answer that, Paul, is getting your team on the football pitch. And Brendan will just be desperate for the, to get started. Pre-season to come, the games get started again and stop talking about him really and let's go into the football side. Because I think there'll be a slight change to the way he plays. Because there has to be because the same personnel and the same types of players are not there. So Brendan will adjust, you know, as well. He's been great experiences at Leicester, good and bad. You know what I mean? So fantastic experiences. But listen, we've got to tip our hat to him. I know he's getting a lot of criticism for the way he left and I understand that as well. And I was one of the ones that was thinking, well, it wasn't the timing, wasn't it perfect? But as I said earlier on in the show here, you look at Gary O'Neill today, the way he's been treated. You know, after doing the job that he did, and Celtic didn't treat him Brendan that way. I don't mean that. No. But you can see why managers are thinking all the time. I've got a short life here yeah, sure. because I've had a couple of bad results. I'm out the door, especially nowadays. Yeah, he kept Bournemouth up. Everyone was absolutely, surprised. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, sure. So you can understand yeah. managers, and Brendan was obviously wanting to work in the Premiership for all the different reasons or whatever. So for me, I'm delighted he's back. I don't think there's many candidates out there. If you could name them, you'd say, well, okay, name one or two. And then you would say, right, was he as successful as Brendan? And whether it's at Liverpool and the players he's dealt with and whatever, he's dealt with it all. He's had adversity. Mm -hmm. He's won things. He's lost things. People will quit. But that is football management. I'm delighted he's back because I say if you go to the top drawer and you're not back for the top drawer, you get into the second drawer. We went into somebody in the top drawer and been able to take somebody out of yeah. the top drawer to replace a top manager 
and Ange Postacoglu, who was magnificent for Celtic. No matter, he's decided to leave, fine. That's his, up to him and make his choice. But I'm absolutely delighted we've been able to replace him with somebody like Brendan. Barry, how big uh, a factor was Champions League football for Celtic in the decision of Brendan Rodgers to come? He wasn't going to get one of the top clubs in England. He could have mm. a year ago. It wasn't going to happen. Uh, do you think that was a big factor to say, I've got good budget coming. We'll talk about what that means. Do you think that's what is motivating yeah, I th- him? I think it was one of the factors and also with the way that he left. Maybe he's looking and thinking he's got unfinished business. Um, but I, I think um, the Celtic board know, uh, knew, sorry, when Postacoglu left to go to Tottenham, they had to go and bring in a top manager. And let's be honest, Brendan Rodgers as a top manager. Yeah. Had a tough six months or so with Leicester, but two top six finishes. He won a cup as well yep. people forget the so, FA Cup I mean, yep, the FA first Cup time. so yeah, yep, they're, they're getting a top manager but uh, for a Rangers perspective I think you've got to go and embrace that challenge I was looking forward to Michael Beale's new look team coming mm-hmm. up against Postacoglu's team but now you've got another top manager coming in at Celtic and Brendan Rodgers and he might tweak the way that, that Celtic play and he's obviously going to bring in um, his own players uh, so it'll be interesting to see how many uh, actual players he does sign so it's exciting and you yep. want to see top managers in your game up here and that's certainly what Brendan Rodgers is. Well see if you look at that Paul and Brady's talking about the Premier League down there and Leicester with bad run of games if Klopp had the same run of games without the success he'd had Liverpool would have probably got rid of him. Yeah. It's quite incredible actually and Klopp said it himself but it's fact you know what I mean that's but it's what you've done prior maybe gets you a few an extra year or whatever and that's Klopp's success has got him keep him in his job and he admitted that himself unfortunately for Brendan when he'll get sacked for the club and they don't stay up if they'd have stayed up people wouldn't be talking that but he's a top quality guy he's been running about the block he knows what it's about yes and Barry's 100% right I think he'll have to change certain things and I think he'll have learned that over his four years even in England there are things he'll have to do better I don't like seeing Celtic and beat 7-1 with Barcelona or 7-0 with Barcelona or whatever so Ange done that brilliant last year even low some of the results weren't great, but yeah. the performances were better, you know, in Europe, um, considering where we were. And I think they were a bit unfortunate in certain games, obviously Real Madrid apart, um, away from home. But you look at it and you think, well, OK, we've got to get better at that. But the most important thing, and I keep saying it, and I don't want to cut myself off, the most important thing is winning the league here. Yeah. No matter what. you have Mario will tell you, win the league here, and then you want to do well in Europe, 100% for sure, but you want to win the league here is the most important thing. Michael Beale knows that he... Does he have to win the league this season, Barry? He has, he has to, to win trophies, Yes, Paul. trophies, yeah. yeah. Trophyless season. Um, albeit Michael Beale done pretty well mm. since he's come in, but it's all about winning trophies. Yeah. And for Rangers to go the season without winning um, is no good enough, and he knows that. So that's why you're seeing already four new players coming in. And I think there'll be another two or three, no doubt in my mind about it. This will be a new look Rangers team, and he knows that he needs to hit the ground running, and he needs to try and... Snatch the trophies back off Celtic. Do you think part of him's thought, oh, not Brendan Rodgers back just now? I think you'd no. be looking forward to it because he's going to come up yeah. against the best. And Brendan Rodgers is a very good manager. Was um, a part of you thought that? Oh, not Brendan Rodgers back. Because <laughs> <laughs> you just need to look at the success he had previous. Now, if you look at it, the Rangers team aren't as strong as they are now under Mark Warburton um, or whatever uh, and Stephen Gerrard. But um, yeah, listen yeah. Uh, again. You're, there's a top manager coming to your game. For Rangers' point of view, they need to focus on one thing, and that's their, their sales and make sure they get the, the recruitment spot on. And I like what he's done 
he's getting it done early. Mm. I think that's the most important thing when you're wanting to rebuild a team. You need to get them through the door as quickly as possible and that's what he's doing at this moment in time. Since I last saw you, well, we confirmed Jack Butland. We thought he was coming. Are you happy with that, the big keeper? Yeah, he's a presence. Yeah. I think as a goalkeeper, you need to have a presence. Jack's six foot four. I worked with him previously at Birmingham, but he was only a young um, man coming through. Grant, he was yeah. there as, as well. But he's, he's got a lot of experience in the Premier League. Over 200 games or so with Stoke. His career's kind of went sideways over the last 18 months or so. He's not played a lot of football, but this is an opportunity. He's only 30 as well. He's an England international. He's got all the credentials to be a, a real good goalkeeper. Um, but again, I'll, I'll keep saying it, he'll not experience anything like <laughs> the rest of Scotland yeah. up here. And uh, what about Sam Lammers, who came from Atalanta, 3.5 million? Yep. I, I, he's not a bit of a striker. No, he's not. Uh, 19 games, one goal. That's the thing that kind of stood out for me. But I, I watched a, a fair bit of footage. Um, he can play in the number 10 position as well. Um, he, he looks decent, but when you're signing forward-thinking players, you want to see the numbers higher than that. Um, so we just need to wait and see. But they've, they've paid a, a, a few pounds for him. Um, and I think that's in case they don't get Tillman and that seems to be dead in the water that, it looks if, uh, that looks if that's went pear-shaped um, that deal so he can play number 9 or he can play number 10 but I think the number 10 position suits him better Dijon Sterling what do you think Peter? Uh, Strong defender mm -hmm. I mean like, he's one of these guys like Carter Vickers who went down about England and a few teams and strength, he's got that similar presence and power wow. you know what I mean so yeah. you know he's a young man that's come through he's been brought up the right way the Chelsea's and all that sort of thing you know a lot of top quality players come through there and they always seem to make money from them and get them out and playing so I'd be interested to see but as Barry talked about you've got to come up here this is a different you always say that yeah, I know. up here yeah. can you handle that when you not when everyone's going hunky-dory and brilliant, you know, it's when the wee things go against you and a couple of results don't go for you. And that's what always separates you a little bit up here. And I'm looking forward to seeing them all. And I think it's great for Scottish football. Mm. There's an excitement around about it again. Rangers are trying to become a new Rangers in the respect of that. Celtic have got a new manager who will adjust certain things to what Ange done. So it's completely, it's not boring, boring, oh, here we go again. It's the same sure. thing, talking about the same thing. Yeah. Right away, look at this, mm. the day, it's completely different to what we were speaking about two weeks ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. And it's fantastic, you know. And as I say, the more better players that come, the higher profile, and if they get into Europe and do better in Europe, it's brilliant for everybody. You know, and that's what we want to see. And we want to see some of our young players coming through and doing exceptionally well. And some of our young coaches have been very, very good. So hopefully the Scottish game's getting stronger in that respect. And we can only do that by having top quality guys and top quality players. If you've been on the moon, then uh, welcome back. Brendan Rogers <laughs> is back in Glasgow. He's not in Glasgow today, I don't think, but he will be revealed probably later this week, I would think. But it's announced today to the Stock Exchange and to the world that Brendan Rogers is back as manager of Celtic. This is the... It was 10 seasons ago, Barry, nine years ago when he came so close to lifting the title with Liverpool. It's been a remarkable career, hasn't it? He did well at Swansea. He did time at Chelsea, didn't he, with the youths? Mm -hmm. Well, I was going to ask that yeah, question. Yeah. go on. Because when he was at the, the youths at Chelsea and the reserves mm -hmm. and working about Jose, I was down in England at that time. And I wonder if Michael Beale was part of the youth setup. Because he worked at Chelsea at mm -hmm. that particular Under time. Under Jose Mourinho. I think I, and I, I, think Michael Beale, I think Michael Beale could have been there. Under that, that'd be interesting to find out that because Michael worked at Chelsea. So, at that particular time, because I, as I said to you before, I tried to get Brendan when I went to Norwich yeah. as manager mm -hmm. to become as my assistant. But he had a young family at that particular time and Brendan was only young because I knew him for Redden. Mm -hmm. It was Tommy, God rest him, Tommy yeah. Burns. 
had him as a young coach there and I used to train with him on a Friday night taking under 12s and that before the games my games on the Saturday and then I'd go with him on the Sunday because I was learning all my coaching and my badges and whatever at that particular time so you had to get the hours in and I used to go up with Brendan on the Friday and he was brilliant with the youngsters absolutely brilliant with them and I used to go up to a place called Soning and then Brendan went across to Reading uh, so sorry from Reading to Chelsea at that mm -hmm. particular and I've just got a funny feeling right. that Michael Beale could have been crossed over there he's a hard worker isn't he oh, it was legendary being early at Lennox Town he got it the way he wanted it he wanted it all done up and there was a debate at the time no no it's fine and he was no no I want this done properly high standards because Ange Postacoglu was also in early worked very very hard and high standards it's I think managers do that ah, they all, all do they yeah. all do that no, I mean the hardest Barry will tell you the hardest working guys I've seen mm -hmm. is the guys that's part time yeah, see the sure. honest to goodness they're out doing their own job and trying to do their football and they're doing everything else so everybody does that and it's great credit to them some guys I've seen get in and going doing all the others but doing sure, nothing sure. <laughs> name names you know, no but I'm saying <laughs> you can see guys that get in and do yeah. nothing so these guys have all okay. been and get in and work really really hard trying to make their team the best they possibly can they can all do that and they want to set standards for everybody around about the club not just the players they want so, people to come to enjoy the environment. It's also interesting seeing that he's not brought any staff That's with right, him. Yeah. He's kept the staff who were with Postacoglu last season. Um, they all remained. I'm, I'm sure Postacoglu wanted to take them to, to Tottenham. And he did, didn't he? That's the word, that yeah, he wanted he, to take he did, them. did, so... Yeah. Uh, listen, Brendan's worked with, with John Kennedy and I'm sure Stevie Woods was uh, the goalkeeper. Yeah, he was, yeah. Yep. Um, so he's worked with, with some of them before. Does he know a player when he sees one? I'm just looking at some of the signings. Uh, Moussa Dembele, Scott Sinclair... Odson Edouard, Johnny Hayes, Oliver and Cham, the much loved by the Celtic fans, Patrick Roberts, never played as well again as he did under uh, Brendan well, Rodgers. Well, it's interesting, at that particular time, and I've spoke to you before about this, Patrick played with us at Fulham, yeah. and we sold him to Manchester City for about £11 million, mm -hmm. you know, and it's not quite kicked away that everybody thought it was, that's difficult. Musa, and I'm going to tell you something here that people will probably laugh at, I used yeah. to say, if I was a Celtic manager, would I sign Musa? And I said, no, because he needs too many chances to score. And everybody has sort of laughed and you think, oh, his record was brilliant. And I used to say, well, he needs too many. He maybe needs one in five or something. I mean, he left Celtic. It was one in five of his chances, even though he was brilliant for Celtic, you know? But it just shows you people have an eye for them and people question Brendan's signings. Mm -hmm. Some of his signings, they, yep. they look at the near the end, especially the question. Yeah, sure. But sometimes that can be down to circumstances. We don't know, you know, if you've got the finances. And people are saying he's supposed to have 35 million. But they're paying that for a reserve team player in England now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So let, let's be honest, it's, it's, it's great money up here, fantastic money up here, but in England, that's a reserve team player you'll get for that because the boy Colville, who at Chelsea is it? Mm. We're talking about 40 million to Brighton. And he's a reserve team centre-back at Chelsea. <laughs> I, I think for him to take the job, he would have won a few guarantees as well. Um, and I, I'm talking in terms of budget or whatever, because he, he will... Like any manager, he'll want to bring in his own people, he, he players that he wants to, um, obviously. There's, there's a real good squad at Celtic. Mm. He, I mean, that's easy to see that because they've, they've won the treble, but I'm sure he'll, he'll have a few pounds to spend as well to bring in um, some players to make Celtic even stronger. A name like Jamie Vardy, could we see him, Barry? What do you think? One season, maybe? I, I don't know if they could afford the, the salary. The salary these guys are on. Um, I know they've been relegated but I don't know if there's clauses in their contracts but the salaries are, are scary nowadays. That's an interesting go and tell me select that team Kyogo or Vardy 
Well, good, good point. <laughs> what would he think? Give us a call, Celtic fans. I know. You know is so Kyogo going to be there? Would he be I'm wanted sure at Tottenham? I'm sure. No, I'm sure. I'm sure. Listen, Kyogo has been magnificent. Celtic fans Absolutely love him. Absolutely magnificent, yeah. and his movement's Clearly, brilliant. You yeah. know, and, and I think we can get more out of him mm. because I think at times we've not got that passer who sees that early run he does and he does it brilliant and I think we should be hitting that pass quicker at times and sometimes it goes a little bit square at times and I okay. think we've got to maybe add to that maybe that's things that Brendan and I will see from afar mm. and they maybe adjust to that and that's the be things we're all looking forward to now and all excited about It's not either or because Kyogo is the number one striker yeah, but Again for Europe as well what Jamie Fardy bring to it look how well he did there at Leicester but This is the exciting thing yeah. Brendan Rodgers has been announced today in the next week or so we'll, we'll see um, who he's going to be bringing in because I'm sure he'll, he'll be similar to what Rangers are doing now he'll want them in as early as possible 08 08 17 17 700 Barry Ferguson and Peter Grant The Go Radio Football Show building up to the new season Let's go Go Radio Football Show it's back we're back every night normally 5 till 6 but tonight we're doing 5 till 7 Brendan Rodgers is back as manager of Celtic we're going to talk Scotland as well after that amazing late, late show. We were a goal down with, what, three minutes to go? But uh, Lyndon Dykes and then Kenny McLean scoring a great goal for Scotland. And it was Haaland who scored earlier, but they'd taken him off. What do you think, Scotland fans? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. And what about the Rangers signings as well over the past few weeks? Barry's here and so too is Peter Grant. We're going on to the lines now and a big Celtic fan, an informed Celtic fan is on. You all are, I'm not saying that you're normally not. Is <laughs> Natasha Miko. Good evening, Natasha. Good evening, guys. How are you both? Evening, Natasha. Yeah, good, thank you. You're obviously from the Celtic State of Mind podcast. How's your state of mind? How do you feel about Brendan Rogers back? I feel a bit split, to be honest. I think, you know, part of me acknowledges that from a footballing perspective, I think Brendan can come in and achieve great success with the club again and really pick up where Ange Postacoglu left off. But part of me is still so concerned about quite how divisive this appointment is going to be um, and how big a proportion of the fan base are really not over the way he left in 2019. But Ange Postacoglu, much loved by you, I'm sure, and the Celtic fans. Mm -hmm. Well, he's gone. He'll yeah, I mean, I think, I think it, you're right. It shows you and it's shown the fans that, you know, football management is a career. Football is a business. And with that head on, Brendan Rodgers is probably the best candidate in the market at the moment to come and lead the club forward on some more success. So I think, you know, the fans were burned a bit by the way Foster Cosley left. I don't think we expected it to happen quite so quickly. Um, and it has probably taken the emotional aspect out of the next managerial appointment for a lot of people. Hi, Natasha. It's Peter here. How are you? Hi, hi. I'm great, thank you. Good. Uh, listen, I've, I've always said, I've said it many times, the name on the back means nothing. It's always the badge in the front you're always representing the supporters that stand in the stadium. And that'll never change. So never get disappointed when managers or players leave the football club. We all got upset as supporters. I always feel that as well, even though I've been involved in the game a long time. There's some guys you're happy to see go, and I was probably one of them. <laughs> so I don't mean, in that respect, I think... You've got to galvanise and think there's one of the, the best coaches out there. And I don't mean just people around Europe talk about Brendan Rodgers as a quality coach and manager. We know his, his faults and his failings at times, you know. Everybody knows that, you can see that. And it's sometimes Glasgow is unforgiven for that, you know, because they see two sides of you. And the way he left Celtic and the, the, the timing of it wasn't perfect in any shape or form. And that's probably why people may be a little bit different with Ange, even though in the build-up to the cup final... 
you could sense right away that it was gone. As soon as mm. the news came out and you build up to the cup final, you could realise that Ange was out the door. And we've seen all that. And as I always used to say to the players, do me a favour, never kiss your badge, will you? Yeah. <laughs> and that was the reason I used to say to them, because one minute you're going to be gone anyway. So don't kiss that badge, don't disrespect it in that respect. So, listen, we can all have the disappointments and yes, we'll not forget. And I think that's important. But I think it's so, so important that everybody gets together and galvanises it because we've got to go again. And as I say, you're champions for four or five weeks. That's all you're champions for and you've got to go. And to do that, you need your support. The one season we didn't have the support there, we lost the league. So we don't need anything like that again, that's for sure. And we need that support there. And I would beg with them, take it. We've got a fantastic manager in place and hopefully he goes on and be as successful as he was the last time. Barry, do you think that Celtic will be as successful, more successful or less successful under Brendan Rodgers compared to Ange Postacoglu? Going in a cheeky way, hopefully. <laughs> less successful because obviously they were the last couple of years under Postacoglu they've been unbelievable. But there's going to be some fans that are going to have an issue. That's just the way it is. And the only way Brendan Rodgers can change that and get them back on side has been winning games of football. It's plain and simple. He's he's a top coach. Granted, he's just mentioned that I'm sure there'd be a lot of clubs would would like Brendan Rodgers as a, their first team coach. Um, and I think that's why Celtic have done this pretty quickly. He was the number one candidate. He'd, listen, he's been there before, as I said. He's been successful. He knows the people who are at the club. He knows what's expected of him because the Celtic fans are going to demand that they, they continue to win trophies and that's the reason why they've, they've brought them back up. There is going to be people that are going to be unhappy with the appointment but that's just the way it is. As a, that's just the way the world works up here in, in Scotland, I'm afraid. Natasha, if Brendan was listening and he might be, um, he's not back in Glasgow yet but he'll be, he'll be looking to see what the reaction is. What would you say to him, Natasha, in terms of signings? Who take, we talked earlier there just about Kyogo or whatever. What do you think Celtic need? Who do they have to keep? And where do they need to strengthen? I think for Brendan, I think what he needs to do to sort of, you know, start to win the fans back over is just have success on the pitch. I think that's going to go a long way to remedying some of the hurt that was caused the first time round. So if he can do that, he can start to rebuild the relationship. It's going to be a very important transfer window. So he needs to get in and, and get to work, which he said that he's going to do. Um but, you know, Celtic have some really key players this season. You know, the key players that I'm thinking of are, you know, Carter Vickers, Kyogo, Jota. It's going to be so important to try and keep hold of them. I think he's going to have a very difficult task in doing so because I think there's going to be a lot of interest given how well they played throughout the season. So his first, his first task when he gets in is to keep that core of the team intact. And the second task is to obviously look, at, look to strengthen. I think the majority of Celtic fans think that the, the key areas for that at the moment are probably... And goals. Joe Hart has been fantastic for us since he came in and really steadied that back line and secured that position. But I think if we're looking towards the future and particularly towards Europe, I think the goalkeeper is probably a position that we would be looking to strengthen in. Peter? Oh, Natasha spoke very well there about yeah. it because of the balance of the team. The one thing I would say about all the boys we've mentioned there, it's fantastic that they're all thinking they've had great seasons and great times at Celtic. They're all worth a lot of money and they're all in longer-term contracts. And I'm sure, Brendan, it was one of the things that nobody was going to get sold unless they get full value for them. And I think that's so, so important because Carter Vickers signed last summer, was it, fully? Because the season yep. before, it was alone. Blown. So you'd think he's probably on a four-year contract, probably the same with Jota. So unless you're getting top draw, these guys are going nowhere because Celtic can afford to do that now. 
But if something comes in and offers you 30 million, I think it doesn't matter that they're going to go because you're going to strengthen the club and you're going to get different players. And you've always got to be in the lookout of losing your best players, unfortunately, here in Scotland. Your best players are always going to attract, like your manager, unfortunately. You're going to, and we're hoping that they're always coming chapping for our manager and they're always coming chapping for our players because it means that the team is doing well, you know. And that's the thing that doesn't frighten me in the respect that. If Andrew's still been here, we still thought they needed four or five new faces to freshen up everything. And you needed that anyway. So it's just where Brendan, I, I think Natasha, he's go, he's, he'll slightly change the way the team played. And I think the players he'll bring in will show you that because the types of players he maybe bring will be slightly different maybe to what Andrew was going to have. And in what way then, Peter? Because he, he never stops well, that team uh, under yeah, Ange. But to be fair, Brendan was obviously yeah. builder, keep the ball as much as you possible, put the team to sleep, keeping the ball off them, you know. I think the Celtic fans like that wee bit more, especially with somebody like Kyogo. You have to play the ball quickly because he makes fantastic runs. And the amount of goals he scores, I think he'd even score more if we pass that ball a little bit quicker he scored, beyond. He scored with his first touch absolutely, in the cup final. Absolutely, yeah. but he's got that quality. So you look at these wee things and how can we make that better? Even when you're successful, you can always make things better. And I think Brendan's no dummy. You know, he's been at Celtic games during this period and watched the team. So he knows the team well enough, but he was always going to have to add to it anyway. Barry, see when a new manager comes in unexpectedly. Yeah, is, I'm just going to go yeah. back on that. There's one player that I think Celtic cannot lose. Who? And it's Carter Vickers. Now, mm. I mean, you can go on about Kyogo and Jota, and, and rightly so, they've, they've been unbelievable. And forget about Callum McGregor, I think he's there until he retires. The one player I think that holds that team together is Carter Vickers. Natasha, you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Carter Vickers is my player of the year this season. I think we noticed when he stopped playing towards the end of the season, the back line really suffered because of that. I know it was a different stage of the season. I know that the league was wrapped up, but the performance of all the players round about him dropped. And that could be because of the stage of the season. But I think a large part of that can be attributed to the fact that Cameron Carter-Vickers wasn't in the squad. Mm-hmm. How much did you enjoy this season? Because it does remember the time when Vim Janssen left, you know, just straight after, yeah. you know, the, the big win. And then he was gone. Uh, so... Mm-hmm. Natasha, you're live and go. What would you say about that, this treble year for you? Oh, I mean, it's fantastic. Um, you, you never get tired of watching your team lift trophies and we certainly watch plenty of that. Barry does. Barry does. <laughs> <laughs> That's the reason why I went on holiday towards the end of May. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been, it's been fantastic. Of course it has. You can't you know, say, say much against a, a treble winning side. Um, and it just keeps the demand for success growing and growing. And that's what Brendan's got to come in and do. John Kennedy staying happy and the backroom team at the moment looks as though they're all uh, remaining. Yeah, massively important to keep John Kennedy. Every manager, every coach that he works with speaks very, very highly of how good he is. We know under Andrew Costa-Coglu, he was the one that was on the training pitch every day taking a lot of the training. So in terms of a continuity perspective and trying to keep a little bit of that style of football continued, keeping John Kennedy is really important. And like... Like we've touched on already, you know, if there is going to be this cycle of managers, if they are going to come in and do two, three years, it's going to be important to keep the infrastructure behind the scenes consistent so that we don't have this upheaval every time the, the front man leaves every two or three years for, for somewhere else. So keeping John Kennedy, keeping the backroom staff is going to be really important in keeping this football progressing and keep building on this project that Anne started and, and has ultimately left a little bit prematurely, I think. But that's the thing I'm talking about. You think back a couple of years, we lost the league. Everybody was wanting John, the backroom, Gavin, and all that to be going. 
And that's how mm. football changes. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why you have to win games to keep the supporters on side. Because that's where they come. They want to be entertained. They pay big money to come. They travel all over, everywhere. You know, they go. So they want to be entertained and win games of football. It's not new to Celtic going. People talk about Ange Ball pressing. The game is always quick. That was every Celtic team that's ever been born was asked to do that. That's never changed. You know, sometimes the players are better, you know, but it's when you lose the ball, win it back as quick as you can. If the ball goes out, you play, play quickly, as quick as you can. So that's never changed. That's always been a demand, you know, it's put on. But it just shows you how things change. And Natasha's 100% right. You have to win games of football, no matter how well you're playing. That's the way it is. And Celtic expected to play with a certain style and win games of football. And that is the demand. Brendan's got to do it under a little bit of pressure because of the way he left. Nothing else. But there's no doubt in his quality. And I'm hoping he brings that success. Do you obviously. think at some stage John Kennedy will be a future Celtic manager? That could maybe be part of the deal here. You know that if you're not going anywhere else, if Brendan decides to go or we decide to lose Brendan or leave Brendan, loses his job or whatever, that's John's next step. Maybe that's. He has got a good name. You, you speak to people, he's very good on the training ground. And I think you very rarely see him do interviews, but when he does do the pressers, well. he, does, he does come across pretty well, John Kennedy. Were you surprised that Dermot Desmond got so visibly involved in this? You know, he was seen in Glasgow a few weeks ago. I know Ange was there. Then he flew back in. The private jet went out to Mallorca last week. Michael Nicholson, relatively new chief exec, but he's got you know a good rap, I think, with the Celtic supporters. Dermot Desmond really seemed to grip this in the way he did in the summer of 2016 when he got well, Brendan Rodgers. I think the big concern was the Eddie situation. Well, yeah. aren't we Eddie? Yeah. You know, we're on for long enough, you know, and, and I think then, me personally, I thought we ended up making an excuse saying that Eddie in the backroom staff didn't really know want to come up to Glasgow. I know the boys in the background and that's not the case, you no. know what I mean, in the respect to that because Celtics are in a massive club and an attraction to anyone. But it went on for whatever reason, I don't know the ins and outs of that side of it, but... As I said, that went on for a long time and they were wanting to make sure that did not happen this But not time. this year, That's decisive, not, the that, moved in within days. Absolutely. Yeah. Peter, can you believe it that it's Brendan Rodgers? Just when you, you know, clear your mind for a moment and you think, Brendan Rodgers is back at Celtic. Well, the day Ange, as I said, he was talked about, I just went like Brendan Rodgers. You did, two weeks ago tonight? Because yeah. at the end of the day, if he's out of work, he's a top quality mm-hmm. manager, go for him. And if he says no, no problem. I said Potter after that, yeah. go for him. If you can't get him, no problem. But you've got to go for the top drawer. And that's what a Celtic's got to do. Show that ambition to try and get the best they possibly can. And that goes for players as well. You maybe not get the players because of the Premier League and that in England and the monies they pay and whatever. But you've got to go as close to that as you possibly can within the constraints that your football club have. But we've definitely got a top drawer manager. That's no doubt in my mind of that. You've got that. Now the proof says the team's got to play that way. But it doesn't take away that he is a top quality manager. Natasha? Sorry, are you looking forward to Champions League then? I am, yeah. You know, we've talked domestically. You know, we had that treble winning season last season. The domestic success needs to continue. But if Brendan wants to sort of, you know, set himself apart and achieve success in his own right this season going forward, then Champions League's the place to do that. We know that we've come up short over the last couple of years in terms of European football, in terms of the Champions League. So what fans would really love to see in terms of progression to show that we're progressing as a club is let's make a bit more of a mark in Europe than we have seen over the last few years. Barry, that'll be some game, won't it? In September, I suppose, we'll get the fixtures next... Just like the 28th of August round about there, I've already got it in my head. Rangers, Celtic, Barry. <laughs> always games you, you look forward to. Yeah. I'm just looking forward to this season. Obviously, what's it, happened at Celtic with Postacoglu leaving, now bringing Brendan Rodgers in, Michael Beale, yes. first real season, first real, I know he said a, a transfer window in January, the two signings he made were, were 
were um, hit the ground running yeah. let's be honest he's made four new signings already so I'm looking forward to the, the season but the challenge for Rangers is they need to try and wrestle the trophies back off Celtic they're the dominant force at this moment in time Would you say that I, I'm only saying this do you think the Rangers fans will be disappointed that Brendan Rodgers come back? Mm. I, I think I was a bit I, I wanted to see obviously Postacoglu stay and Michael Beale's new look Rangers team come yeah. up and see how he would go against Postacoglu but listen it's not worked to it that way another a top manager's left and another top manager's come in so it's, it's the, the, the that's same. what I'm saying they'd have been probably hoping there was going to be an Eddie Howe situation <laughs> mm-hmm. you know Indeed, what I mean yeah. that, that's because sure. you want that but wee one bit thing they've not messed about absolutely that's the point. I'm, that's the point I'm trying to make. You know, you mm. poof, dearie dear, we went we went for it and got the number one target. Yeah, Natasha to pay oh. top dollar. I would imagine yeah. um, salary wise, I'm sure he wouldn't have come up if he wasn't getting a, a hefty budget to go and strengthen the the squad as well. Peter, will you be tuning into the Celtic State of Mind Absolutely. podcast? I do. I do. Uh, you I do, do. Yeah, Natasha. Have you got Brendan? <laughs> 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 Natasha. We're asking, well, have so, you got... <laughs> hopefully yet, hopefully yeah. you're going to okay. get a great yeah. success in it and you're enjoying it all again so I can just see Barry's face every week. <laughs> <laughs> Natasha. Well, that's yeah. the plan. We hope so, we hope so. Thanks for calling. The Go Radio Football Show, bringing you the latest transfer news as the countdown to the new season gets underway. Let's go! Back tonight till seven, Paul Cooney with Barry Ferguson and Peter Grant. It's your first say on the big news that... It's Brendan Rodgers back at Celtic. A three-year deal and he's back after four years and four months. John Kennedy is staying as assistant. I think Harry Kuehl staying as well. Uh, Gavin Strachan and uh, Stevie was, Woods. I, I yeah. think Stevie was there yeah. for a long time, you know, so it would probably be Brendan the first time because Stevie was there when yeah. I was there with Tony as well. And Tony had brought up at that particular time. And Stephen McMahon is staying, staying as well. I, I, mean, I saw that as well. And Darren, Darren as well. The younger ones, yes. So no change there uh, at the top. For Rangers, well, we gave you the news a few days ago, Sam Lammers signed for Rangers and some more to come, Barry, you reckon? Do you yeah. think it'll be soon? They've got the business yeah, early? I, I fully expect um, another... Um, few signings no doubt I think there'll be a few get out the door that I've seen it looks like Kamara Glenn Kamara I'll see they can put another million pound on his, <laughs> his fee because he just scored for Finland so and um, Scott Wright there could be another one or two more so yeah I think it's going to be a, a busy window for Rangers but I'll go back to what I said I like the fact that they're getting their business done early doors um, I think that's so important for players to get used to their surroundings and their new teammates and the demands and the expectations that comes with playing at Rangers so I certainly expect another two or three over the next couple of weeks Back on the lines you're in good form both of you good to get a wee break Barry for a couple of weeks wasn't it? Yeah it yeah. was good good um, uh, to get away with the family spend a bit of quality time with the, the, the well there are no kids um, sure. no, I just had a a right good chill out it's punishing <laughs> temperatures, you know, not a cloud in the sky, but that was uh, out by Lanark, wasn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the weather was better here <laughs> than abroad. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's go on the lines. Ross is on. Hi, Ross. Good evening. Hi, Peter Barry and um, Phil Rowelke. Yeah. Hi, Ross. Thank, thank you. you. Um, I'm just on to talk about obviously Brendan. Um, I'm one of the Celtic fans where I'm not overly excited that he's here. Um, I just feel like Celtic have maybe right down the route that it's good for football, but I just think there's a lot of Celtic fans out there that are maybe just are still a bit unhappy with the way things ended. And I don't know, things might change and they can, once we get the season up running, but I just, I'm not overly excited that he's here. Who did you want to see come in? Um, I was quite fancy the boy Maresca from Man City. 
Um, and also, um, I quite fancied Celtic going down a route of maybe the Bodo Glunt manager. Now, I know we're mm-hmm. going down a route with that with Ange, and I thought that's maybe the route Celtic are going to go down. But I think with the appointment of Brendan, again, it's, it's maybe just in a footballing sense, I can see why they've wanted to go with us. But I think it's just the uncertainty now with the Celtic fans. Some want them, some don't. And I think it's maybe caused a divide, and that's why I'm a bit unsure if this is actually going to work or not. Because when Brendan was here, in all due respect, Barry will probably know this more than, more than me, but Rangers have improved massively since Rodgers has left. So it'll be interesting to see how Rangers cope with Ben and Rodgers back. Mm. Well, that's what I'm look, really looking forward to, Ross, in the respect of that, because Rangers will be stronger, I'm sure, um, but this time round, Brendan's taking over a team that's been successful as well, you know, so a team has done very well and played in a certain style. Uh, Brendan's slightly different from Ange, there is no doubt in my mind of that. And I, I agree, I can understand this, the Celtic supporters, the Brendan situation. I'm hoping it doesn't affect. I'm hoping that they are exactly what they always are. They're always supportive. Their managers, OK, they'll give you criticism if you're not doing particularly well. That's life in football. But I think the, the thing that excites me as well, there's an extra pressure on Brendan to come and prove to the fans, you know, OK. And we spoke about it at the time. You're not leaving Leicester, eh, sorry, you're not leaving Celtic to go to Leicester any other way in the Premier League or anything like that we can understand the reason when you look back and you sit back and say okay because Andrew's done the exact same thing let's be honest I know the timing's slightly different but he's done the exact same thing so we have to say it's Celtic we're always supporting and it's Celtic as I said earlier on there it's the supporters are the most important thing the badge is the most important thing never ever lose that fact so to make that successful you can't have that animosity between each other and I'm hoping that's not going to take place and I think I hope we're going to be excited I hope we're going to see a different challenge again next year for the players that's on the pitch you know all want to be better all new players coming in and galvanising even the supporters to a different level because Brett Brendan will have to change things and he knows but I've got to tip my hat to him and say I don't think there's many minds where they came after the criticism he's had mm. and Tennant say, well, listen, I'm willing to go and face that. And that, that's where I've got to tip my hat to him and that's why I, he'll get my full 100% support, no matter who yeah. the Celtic manager is, I would always give him that. Yeah. And I would hope that the Celtic support's going to be like that. Ross, on Maresca, you know, great there with Pep Guardiola as number two, but he didn't do well at Parma. Was that not? Was that a worry for you? Yeah, no, I agree with that, Paul. I think, obviously, the Parma situation was probably in Celtic's thinking. But I, I, I don't know, maybe just I think it would have given a chance at a club the size of Celtic and then this City being involved in the City group and stuff, I think it would have had a yeah, bit of support. Sure. Um, but, again, I, I just thought Celtic were maybe going to go down a route of either Mariska or the Bodo Grunt manager. Yeah, I thought it would have maybe been the ones. Barry. I understand so, where Ross is coming from. I think there's going to be a number of Celtic fans that are going to have a being a being their bonnet about obviously Rogers coming back. But I think Brendan Rogers will know himself. He needs to come up here and hit the ground running. Because there is heavy pressure causes the simple fact of the job that Posta has done over the last two years. He's won five trophies out of six. He brought a different brand of football. He signed I mean, listen, he's in, in terms of his signings. Um, I didn't know much about many signings and I've probably 90% of them have been a success uh, so Brendan knows that he's he has to come up here and, and produce the goods early doors because there will be a few Celtic fans in the stands um, wouldn't have wanted them to come back but he also knows that will change see if you start winning games that will change the fans will get behind you 
Ross, what would you say about Ange? Um, no, in terms of Ange, I'm still a massive Ange fan, and I heard the news he was he was going to go to Tottenham. There was links. I just had my heart set on it, and it's no real surprise. I think what's kind of shocked me most is uh, again you, you don't really know what to believe, but there's rumours coming out that Ange knew about this since March, and. I just wish Ange had maybe, maybe came out and spoke about his desire to go down to England. I don't hold a grudge against Ange. In fact, I don't even hold a grudge against Rodgers leaving. I think it was just the way he left more than anything. Um, any manager that wants to improve their career, I don't have any, I don't have any grudges at all. Uh, I think with Ange, it's made a, a wee bit still raw that he's went away down so soon after coming to Celtic. But I think it's just the word of the Premier League and uh, I wish him well and I really do hope he does succeed well, that's, that's the only difference Brendan Rodgers leaves three months before the season ends timing Co- it's the timing yeah. that, it's the timing that gets people's uh, back up yeah. there's no doubt about and it I tell you Baz you know yourself you played down there there's no bigger clubs down there I keep saying it I keep saying it and they, they're not leaving Celtic and that's what I've got in my head they're not leaving Celtic they're going to a place because the Premier League is what it is. A wash with money, the best players, the biggest league. Not the best. I, I, I don't think, I see some horrendous games yeah, in that sure. league. You know what I mean? And there's some players moving that they wouldn't get in a dressing room, never mind, but they're moving for 30 and 40 million pounds. See, but they've got that yeah. money. You'll so, agree with me here, Grant. You see, for instance, Stephen Gerrard going to Aston Villa. See if Rangers were in the Premier League, he would never no, go absolutely. to Aston Villa. Absolutely. See, previous... Mm-hmm. Brendan Rodgers of Celtic were in the Premier League. You would never even. And Foster Coglu going yeah, to Tottenham. No, no chance. No chance. No chance. But the problem is, the salaries are five, six times. <laughs> the budgets that they get to work with down there are unbelievable. That's that's the issue that Rangers and Celtic. What do Celtic get? Two million pounds? Is it from yeah, television? Two. If you're lucky. And yeah, if you finish bottom of the Premier League, you get 120. 120 mm. it's I crazy I what about Ross's point there that he wishes Ange had said something earlier I would say I don't know about football management but in management if the leader says I'm thinking of going you're dead you know you, you may not have won your treble then things can change I don't think he could give that indication Ross I think the, indi- I think the indication was in the build up to the week of the cup final yeah right at the end because when it did come out I, I, listen I know his agent very well and he's always dealt with Tottenham and West Ham when I was down there at that particular name so you know as soon as I seen the Tottenham name that was a bit of concern for me because I know how close he is to Daniel Levy the agent I know that for a long time for many many years um, and that was a bit of a concern for me because Ange's a type of character and probably needs to get in there because they have no European football so he gets that full week to work from game to game good news for the new manager new, yeah. great news for him because yeah. he gets that time to work on the training pitch and we know how hard he works the, the team and whatever and the demands from them so it gives him that opportunity to do that and he's brilliant with the media he's brilliant and I don't think you've seen Conte getting slaughtered for it you've seen Mourinho because they've only like Ange he plays the game he knows the game he knows how to talk to people he's been in the game 25, 27 years as a coach and people forget that and he was brilliant and I loved him being at Celtic it was a big disappointment for me to go of course but as I say I would love everybody just to get round about Brendan again we know he's a top quality coach and if if I'm saying to rate Barry as a Rangers man and you go and select names and we show some names up there and we put them all up there and you think you're near enough to say well take Brendan Rodgers back you know and that's as a Rangers man, you think, well, I hope he doesn't go back. Because that's the way I'd be thinking if it was Rangers. Do you think Celtic would have won the 10 in a row if Brendan Rodgers had stayed? Because that's one of the things that got the Celtic fans. You know the banners, we see them again today. You swapped immortality for mediocrity. 
We'll never know that, Paul. It's very difficult. It depends what that transfer window was going to be. Because maybe the, the team is looking a little bit tired at that particular time, need refresh. Was he going to get the finances? We don't know all the these John things. John McGinn? Yeah, we don't know all these things. You know, we don't. Yeah. Listen, people going about John McGinn with Brendan, and maybe I'm talking about school here, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure at that particular time, Brendan would have thought John, the way the team played, would have been a massive asset to him. Because Brendan likes to move the ball quickly. John's a Different type of player, you know what I mean? It's strange. Was he, but I said he was a, a, a ball-playing midfield player that Brendan liked to move the ball quickly or whatever. And I would probably say that at that particular time, John wasn't at that level. So Brendan, would he attain him or not? I'm not sure. I think he wanted him. If, I bet you don't know that, Paul. Yes. Because we I can. Think. everybody can say they can throw that one at Brendan mm. or they can throw that one at Peter Lawwell and they want the money. We don't know that. Ross, what do you feel? That's why I feel. With 10, get 10. I'd love to have thought they Oh, you should 10. give him a phone. Brendan <laughs> We're trying to get him. We are, seriously. Yeah, of course we are. Ross, what's your point on that one? I mean, I'm trying to get to the, you know, you're saying if Celtic win, then it will be forgotten. We can all understand, though, the heart of the Celtic fans at the time. It was like in the middle of the night. It was he whose name could not be mentioned for a while. But he's back in town four years later. So, Ross, what's your final word on it? Final word on it, Paul, is... Again, normally when a Celtic manager is appointed, like for example when Ange was appointed, there was an excitement, there was a buzz about the place. I just feel like today it's just, I'm not sad, but I'm not excited. I'm, I'm just, it's a bit flat, but I don't know, that may come in time. As the season kicks off and Rodgers starts winning games, that excitement might come. So I'm just, I'm not overly excited, but you know what, it is what it is and I'll still support the team and, and we'll just see what happens. That's the most important thing, Ross. Is the team managers? I say, come and go. And you're watching Barry to see his reaction. And I think you know Rangers legends, Rangers fans are thinking, oh, not Brendan Rodgers again in town. To be fair to Brendan Rodgers, that, he's a top class we, manager. When I seen it, and then I'm thinking to myself, but then again, you want top coaches ah, yeah. in your game up here, and you want that challenge. Yeah, a top manager coming into a club who's been dominant because you were a fantastic player Rangers and will have to be fantastic to, yeah and I'm, for a Rangers point of view you've got to embrace that challenge yeah. you've got to go and, and, and meet it head on that's what they've got to do because mm -hmm. well, it's plain and simple Celtic are the dominant force now and Rangers <laughs> need to try and stop that but we have a top coach coming in and as I said he's going to spend money he's going to bring players in um, to go and strengthen the, the squad even more We'll do extra time. We'll do another hour after the news. Thanks, Ross. The Go Radio Football Show, bringing you the latest transfer news as the countdown to the new season gets underway. Let's go! No, I think in terms of keeping the momentum going, a win would be good. That's uh, all we're focused on. We we spoke after the March camp about capitalising on the, the home win against Spain. We managed to do that, albeit late on, against Norway. Obviously, we bring a, a feel-good factor on the back of those two results but we know and, and, and football's got a habit of biting you if, you if you don't respect the game so we have to respect our opponent we respect the game and we try to get another three points against Georgia Yep, Group A in the qualifiers and it looks like this tonight Scotland, three games, nine points top of the table Georgia, whom we play tomorrow night at Hamden four points after two games Spain, who were winners last night against Croatia in penalties uh, they're on three points and we beat them of course a few months ago Norway on one point, Haaland and all and Cyprus on no points Barry Ferguson, former Scotland captain and former Scotland midfielder Peter Grant are with us for the next hour on the day when Brendan Rodgers is announced as the Celtic manager. It's like a time warp in a way, Barry, isn't it? <laughs> but it's great for the game. Yep. 
I mean, you're getting top coaches, and yeah. I, I'm excited about this season. I think it's going to be a, um, a, a real good season. You, you see other managers, young managers, that, for instance, Stuart Kettlewell doing a brilliant job getting the opportunity at Motherwell. Um, Stephen Robinson at, at St Myrne getting yeah. them into the top six, signing a new long term contract. Um, so, yeah, but all in all, your game up here's in a good place at this moment in time. Peter, Scotland last night, Georgia tomorrow. Last night's gone. We'll hear more from the manager, but it was an amazing performance. So much has changed with the team and the job he's done. And you know how tough it is with Scotland. We had a number of difficult years, but with you and Alec McLeish in charge, brought some of these players through. Yeah, it was great because you can see these boys, me thought, just needed that little bit of a change to yep. it and a freshness. And just if you remember, it was the, the, the competition, well, not a competition, we went to play Peru and Mexico. And that was our first, and that was the end of the season. Everybody's complaining about it, but we thought it was important that you'd get to see some boys, yeah. and the likes of McKenna and Hendry, you know, them, all these guys, and McLean's and all that. You wanted to get these into the group, and we thought it was so, so important. And listen, I'm delighted that they're doing fantastically well, but listen, the other evening there, it was great because we've been in the wrong end of that many times. You know, putting sure. good performances, yeah. not got a result, you know, and talked about their performance. It doesn't matter, we need to win. The other evening there, yeah, they thought we were Brazil. Because at the end yeah. of the final mm -hmm. whistle goes, everybody's celebrating it. The, the fans were having a fantastic time, which was brilliant. And sometimes you need that. You need that little bit of fortune. I've always said in football, you always need that little bit of fortune, moments in games. And there was big moments, big chance early in the game, as I say, for Norway, and then yep. taking Haaland off. These are moments, but also Stevie tactically getting it right with his players. Mm -hmm. So, and they never, they kept going. They got the one back. It was easy to sit back and dive and probably been delighted to come away with the point. Oh, sure. At, yeah. at, at that moment, even at that moment in time. But still had enough in them to go and score the second goal, which was an outstanding goal. And I don't think, it get the, as I said earlier, they get the credit they deserved. Well done, Kenny McLean. We'll talk more because tomorrow night it's Hamden. It's going to be a sellout tomorrow for the game with Georgia. But, but we're going to Germany, Paul. <laughs> yeah, all. Yeah, we're all going. I'm going yeah. to Germany. Yeah. I, I'm just looking through the, the team and I, I just glanced at it again. Mm -hmm. Guys like Hickey, Tierney, Robertson, yeah. Callum McGregor, McTominay, McGinn, Armstrong, Gilmer, Christie. Take McGregor out of that. Yeah. He's playing in the Scottish League. The rest mm. of them are Premier League players. Mm. I know Stuart Armstrong's just been relegated. Yeah, but we have got some top players. top players. Don't forget that we're we're a right good team, and we're in the right good place. And tomorrow night, George will make it tough, no doubt about it. But I'm more than confident we'll we'll get the three points, and that's so us get one foot um, in Germany. Connor, good evening. Welcome to the program. First, can I just ask you? Do you think we'll do it tomorrow night against Georgia? <coughs> Uh, evening, um, evening Paul here. Um, yeah, I do. Um, you know, I, I firmly believe in this group of players that we've got. Um, you know, and yeah. I actually think um, the other night was the first time I've seen us play that badly and still win a game <laughs> a long, That's long true. time. Yeah. So, fair play. Yeah. Um, so, I am I'm with Barry. I think we've got to Germany. So, what are you thinking about the first hour was mainly about Celtic and Brendan yeah. Rodgers coming back. You're a big Rangers fan. How are you feeling about th How are you feeling about Brendan Rodgers being announced as Celtic boss? Listen, for me, to be perfectly honest with you, um, I'm, I'm not frightened by it at all. Um, I don't see any reason why Rangers should be um, scared by it. I don't think Michael Beale will be, have any trepidation and be scared of the fact he'll come up against Rodgers because times have changed. Let's not forget here, when Brendan Rodgers first came into Celtic, the first time around his first season, we had only just came back in to the, to the, the, the Premier League. You know, We had only yeah. just got back... Um, Times were different. We went through a lot of, I mean, a lot of dross with the players. We had Pedro Cashina, Mark Warburton didn't work out. Graham Murray, obviously, at the time as well. It wasn't exactly 
top quality, top draw stuff he was coming up against when he played us. That's not, by the way, to take any credit for him. I'm just pointing yeah, out sure. where we were. So you think it's a and very different though, Rangers now? Of course it is. Yeah. I think, despite the fact last season didn't go the way we'd like, Michael Beale came in um, at the start of the year and you can't deny he's done a good job. You know, mm-hmm. he lost, I think, three games, sadly, obviously. Cut two of them were cup games against Celtic, which was a massive blow. Um, but he's done a, a good job so far. The players that were playing, admittedly, Sam Lammers is not somebody who's filling me with confidence, given that his record over the last four years has been shocking for a striker. But maybe he comes in and does a job. So I think there's no reason we can't go into it. Also, the other aspect for me is I'm glad that it was somebody like Brendan Rodgers because it means if we do win the league next season that Celtic can't use the excuse that Ange Postacoglu they brought in a lesser-known manager you know, who didn't work because Rodgers is, you know, despite the fact he left, you know, he's the guy that brought unmitigated success to them in the domestic front. And my yeah. opinion is he's only coming back for a quick payday and to try and do something in Europe because he's already won everything here. So he's, he's nothing else for it to care about on that front mm-hmm. um, except maybe rebuilding okay. his reputation again so I'm looking forward to the challenge So what would you want to say to Barry and Peter and the Go Radio audience about Rangers what are you looking for what's your main point tonight Well in terms of Rangers listen I think obviously we were in the midst of the build I'm, I'm with Barry what you said earlier in terms of, I'm glad we're getting signings done early I do think that the you know Lammers as I said they are not great stats Dressers is the other one that looks likely taken through the door. That aside, though, Dijon Sterling, I think, looks a promising young lad. Um, Dow, I think, looks good. And if he's anything anywhere near as good as what Todd Cantwell, um, who he's played with before, has been, then I'd be happy. Um, I, I do think we, we need to bring in somebody with just a wee bit um, mere years on them as well, because it's great bringing in young players, mm-hmm. but we also need to balance that out. Okay, um, Barry, what do you think? Yeah, a wee bit of experience, no doubt about it. The, if you look at the kind of age profile, yeah, it is signing young. But remember, you do need a bit of experience uh, about that that team. And, and I'm sure he'll look to bring in one or two experienced players. But listen, I go looking at what he done in January and he bought two players in. Raskin didn't know much about him. Cantwell, I knew a bit about him, but his kind of career had went sideways. They two have hit the ground running. And I'm expecting the same for, for this Ford. I'm with Connor in terms of Lammers. I look at his his pedigree, he's pretty good where he's came from, but he is a, a forward thinking player. He doesn't bring a lot of goals to the, the, the table, and that's certainly what, what Rangers need. Um and it looks to me if they're going to be bringing dressers in. But in terms of Lammers, he does play as a number ten quite often. Um but I like what he's doing, I like the the the, the business getting done early and as I say I fully expect another three or four players Paul no doubt in my mind but I do think he'll need to bring in that wee bit of experience um, to help I know he's got guys like Tavernier and, and Golson that have been there for a, a they're, they're over 30 and they've got a fair bit of experience but um, you can't buy experience you've got Ryan Jack as well um, who's got a, a fair bit of experience but I always think you need a bit more round about the place and I do expect him to bring in um, another few players because uh, it's it's a big season for Rangers but I always maintained it was so important that he got I mean I was listening to his, his obviously his pressers and I'm thinking he's saying all the right stuff here mm-hmm. he obviously knows who he wants he knows what positions he needs to strengthen and listen he's been true to his word he's got them mm-hmm. in early he's got four in early 
and there's still another week or ten days before they start back pre-season and expect another two or three in before that Give us a couple of clues Barry because Peter you get, you're close to him he knows <laughs> who's coming in No, I think he'll look to bring yeah. in a real dominant midfielder Right he obviously needs another number nine, but yep. the boy dressers, mm-hmm. I think um, that's pretty close. I know there's a, I think a Serie A club has come in and, and try to... Uh, Kybosh. Kybosh the, the, the Rangers deal, but it looks to me if he's, he's got his heart set and coming to Rangers. And listen, there's other areas of the pitch where you, you can look to go and um, get a bit of competition. You're looking at Barisic into the final year. I've said it. Guys going into the final year, if they're not willing to commit or the Rangers manager doesn't want them, they need to go and they need to bring um, money in. But I, I'm looking forward to the season and I, I'm trusting Michael Beale because I think since he's come in with Connor says is he's done a fine job, but it's trophyless. He knows the pressure's on and he needs to deliver trophies. Peter Ange was great at spotting and signing a player. Michael Beale's made a good start. Would that be fair? Absolutely. I mean, as I said to you, no, no can't well well from Norwich, yeah. obviously. I knew Dowell well. He was a good footballer, but just didn't play enough games. I think he's done fantastically well. Um, we spoke about it a period before the window last year that, that he was involved in, and we said that the guys that have got to come in have got to be starters for him. Mm-hmm. And Cantwell and Raskin done that and come in and done exceptionally well. I'm listening about the experience side of it I'm looking at well you look at your back guys you've mentioned Barisic as your left back so if you put your normal backs with Davis and Ghost and James Tavani you put them all together and then you've got Suter mm-hmm. you know now you've brought Butland in you know Dowell's 25 Todd Cantwell must be 25 24 25 so you can see where he's going with us he's won an energetic team round about it I think the ones were there. That's why I was surprised, like saying Arfield. I know you want to dis- obviously play yeah. more games. I understand that, and I, I, I can I, I totally agree that he'd want to play games, so he wants to get away from that. I think he's going that way. I think he's going to look at that way and say, "Well, I want energy. I want legs in my team." He's not going to. The senior players to bring to Rangers are very, very difficult because in your day, Barry, you knew going get Barry Ferguson, a big Rangers man. He knows what this is about. I think some of the experienced guys these guys can get. They don't have that. And I think that's the experience you need as to how to handle the pressure of playing with the Rangers, which the Ryan Jackson that do now, obviously. They've got that. That's why the Steve Davis, who's not available to play that, it'll be so, so important for Michael Beale round about a dressing room when he's recovering from his injury. We know he's looked upon as a player, but how important he's going to be. So you, you always need that. And that doesn't matter where you are. So I think it's a big season for him. I'm really looking forward to it. And Listen, I see what Connor's saying about Brendan Rodgers and he's happy that coming back. I, I've no problem with that because I wouldn't be worried about another manager. No, sure. I'm only worried about who I'm playing against. Right? Who's the best players? Are they a stronger team? Forget the manager. He organises them. We're on the pitch, can our 11 beat their 11? And that's the most important thing. And I think that's what you're going to look at as a football team. I, I'm really looking forward to it. There's going, going to be some see, season. Well, I'm going to look to see what this yeah. window's going through with Michael to see what type of players he's going to sing because he's uh, always on about this number nine. Yeah, and he's only he's only spent three and a half... I'm saying only. Yeah. He spent three and a half million pounds. Now, if you go back to a couple of months ago when they were speaking about budgets, etc., yeah. he says it's the most that a Rangers manager's had in a number mm-hmm. of years. Now, Gio spent £14 million yeah. pound mm-hmm. last summer. So, you still get a fair bit of that budget and he's only spent three and a half here. And yeah. I think guys like Kamara, who are into the final yeah. year, it looks to me if he's going to leave, they're looking for around about, I think I've seen £5 million. Pound. I don't know if you, you'll get that going into his final year, but you're looking at getting at least £3 million pound for Glenn yeah. Kamara, who only costs you fifty grand. Sure. Scott Wright, you'll get a couple of pounds mm-hmm. for. Ben Davis, Sholak, are they going to be part of the... 
the Michael Beal team going forward. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So they, they can go and create a bit yeah. more money as well. Um, so I'm interested to see the next um, couple of weeks, and I'm excited to see the next couple of weeks. How much is dressers? Is it four million? Yeah, I think they're, yeah. they're quoted round yeah. about the four Nigerian. million euro mark. Connor, two quick ones before the break. What do you want to see? Are you worried? No, not worried. Are you thinking about Europe or do you want Rangers just to concentrate on the domestic trophies this season? Because you've got qualifiers soon. Yeah. I think, well, obviously, you know, you want to be in the Champions League because of the money that generates. You can't deny that. But me personally, I think the main focus has to be domestic this year. Because listen, I don't know if the guys would agree, but I don't think Rangers have anything to prove in Europe right now. You know, what we've done last year was unreal. What we've done over the last few years has been fantastic. This year didn't go as well, but you know, you're in a group with some tough teams. Right, good point, Barry. Yeah, can I just go on that? I watched an interview with James Bisgrove yeah. um, two or Chief three executive. weeks ago. Yeah. And he says in terms of the budget that's set this season, it doesn't need to be Champions League qualification. They don't need to get into the group stage. So obviously they've set the budget out, the money's there to go and spend. So ideally you want to get in the Champions League. That's where you make I mean an extra thirty plus million pound um, but domestically is the main focus for Rangers next year that's maybe a clue that they're going to concentrate on the league yeah, I think it has I'm, to I'm be I'm I, yeah. I still want to get yeah. into the Champions League <laughs> but I think it has to be Rangers have got to be successful in the home front yeah. first and foremost I mean, many trophies have they won in the many years you know and I'm not throwing that as a bad dirt I'm just saying how many trophies so you've got to start winning You've got to start winning trophies again on your home front because that's where you play week in, week out. You've got to win your domestic trophies. You've got to win your uh, your cups yep. and your leagues. And then Europe is the byproduct. You want you only way you get successful is being successful there to qualify for these, to afford better players. Better players come in and you become a better team and you become more successful. So Rangers have to concentrate on the home front first and foremost more than Europe than anything. But it was interesting to hey, listen. Mm-hmm. That in terms of Bisgrove saying that the, the, the budget's not going to be t- depending on getting into the Champions League listen it's so important that Rangers do play European football Champions League because I mean see the amount of money it can bring in and obviously help the club not just in the playing front all over the, the, the club but as I says, I'm looking forward to it and I'm excited because I just look back in January and the two signings that came in and, and granted mentioned that the players that Rangers signed need to come straight into that team and the two did and they strengthened Rangers no doubt about it and these four um, are good players well I think if Dowell's fit he's a very good player mm-hmm. there's no yeah. doubt of that but Dowell improves the group if he's a fit player mm-hmm. if he's fit there is, he's got quality I've seen mm-hmm. a lot of him uh, he's a quality player but he's got to remain fit and play games. And I just think that's the biggest problem that Rangers have had. You know, you've yeah. had, you know, I don't know what they're going to do with them. They're going to sell a Hadji or whatever. But my concern when I look at the Rangers, as you spoke about again, Barry, is they seem to have a lot of possessions all in that one away from the number nine. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of play in that It's area. so important to get and a number goal. nine's I mean, a goal scorer. You've got to have 20 plus goals. Uh, absolutely. You've, Celtic you have Rangers to, always have me of that. Yeah, you've got to be, um, you've got to have a 20 plus goal striker if you want to be successful. I know goals have got to come from yeah, other that. areas of the pitch and I get that. Your wide players and your attack midfielders need to come up with double figures but you can't have your full back been your top no, goal scorer every season the number nine needs to come in and it looks like Dressers is the number one priority um, and then that's two forwards that you've brought in you're going to be spending seven or eight million pounds where does that leave Sholak? I good, like him good question I like him I think he's a finisher but I'm not a Rangers supporter on the respect of seeing him every week and you can't him. argue with his goal scoring 
Yeah, and, and I think they're so difficult to get, Baz. Mm, yeah. A goal scorer who scores goals is so difficult to get. Sometimes they'll let you down in his touch. And you, I'm, I'm talking about, maybe I'm talking about school here, Lovrenkins wasn't mm-hmm. the greatest link player, but you knew the net was. Yep. He gave you a threat. He was always on the back end of your shoulder. If you threatened that cup final, uh, didn't they? Well, thankfully, I was away with it. But you know what I mean? So some guys just know where the net is. They've just got a habit of hitting the yeah. back of the net. And I think Cholak's got that. Yeah. I think he's a bit underrated in that respect. Connor, we're going to the break. Thanks for the call. The Go Radio Football Show, building up to the new season. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show, Paul Cooney, Peter Grant and Barry Ferguson. And Barry, what about the efforts of the 70-year-old Graham Souness, an absolute legend as a footballer and as a manager, but as a human being? He swam the channel mm. along with five others for young Isla Grist. Amazing. And what else was amazing, he raised over a million pounds yep. um, for a fantastic uh, charity So. Yeah, but I don't know if I could. I can't even swim <laughs> ten length. Yeah. Hate swimming, but no, br- brilliant to see. Um, and the money, the amount of money that's been raised, Paul, has been absolutely fantastic, phenomenal. I've been lucky enough to meet young Isla, fourteen years old, and Graham says she's the most amazing person that he's ever met, and has changed his life. She's got a condition, skin condition, it's peeling all the time, but she's just got a great spirit. But seventy-year-old man swimming the channel. Fantastic, phenomenal, and I think people have a different perception about Graham. I mean, you know, when he does things and says things, but the one thing he's a fantastic human being. I thought he made a massive difference to Scottish football when he came up here. That, I thought that was a changing point for everyone, Celtic included. We knew we'd take our finger out and do something completely different. So I thought he galvanised Scottish football as in a football person. But as a human being, I think he's honest. He, he tells the truth. I've met him a few times and I live down south as well. And as I said, to do this for a young lady who he met and it's in terrible condition, you're just reading about it and some of us are so ignorant, we don't know what it is. Yeah, sure. Graham's explaining it and I think that's what's so important. It lets us be aware of how thankful and how, how thankful we really are, you know, for it. And it's fantastic for him and to go out and do that, it's all right talking about certain things and we all do, oh, I would love to do that and love to do this. He's been out and done it and great credit to them all at Ten Park. Yes, they yeah. I'll miss him on Sky Sport. I, I think he's a brilliant, mm. brilliant pundit. Yeah, that's what they are. The straight... Yep. says it how it is uh, and I think that's the best way he's box office yeah. I mean he always was well you listen he, when he talks yeah. listen people forget how good he was mm. what a fantastic player to captain that team that mm. Liverpool team at that particular time yeah. all over Europe sure. winning trophies you know very strong dogmatic you know but an unbelievable footballer yeah. you know and as I say I think galvanised Scottish football and made Celtic what they are now well you'll never forget that day April 85 well 86. I still say I still, I, I, 86 86 right yep Jim White get the story David, I still, I still Holmes it. yeah that's right was the, the chairman. chairman I still say I'm signing Morris Johnson was the reason why we went six or seven years without winning six years without winning the trophy you cannot lose that player we should have lost him to anybody yeah. you can't lose him to Rangers and that was through Graham Soonest and that's the pull he had for yep. Morris Johnson because he was an unbelievable striker no getting away from it yeah. you know we talk about whatever but he could put the ball in the net and for me that was a massive blow because there's games we'd have won at certain times if it's somebody like Mo Johnson that squad he, he was a player absolutely yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Player. so that, that's mm-hmm. a disappointing thing for me and that's Graham Soonest that was the type of character yeah. nothing there was no barriers for him in that respect and obviously he's went and done this with this young lady as well and that as I say so yeah. he's, he's managed to manage both sides of it the humbleness of what he is and 
great credit to him you've got to tip your hat I to him I played under him as well yeah. did you then? he signed me for uh, Blackburn Rovers of course yep. yeah. um, good manager tough when he spoke you, you sat up and, and listened um, no doubt about it is that one of the reasons why you chose to go there because yep. uh-huh. you'd other yeah, clubs in yeah. listen I was only a kid when he was a, a, a young young boy yeah. when he, he was playing but he just talk to people and see what type of player he was he was a, an unbelievable um, <laughs> midfielder and, and you want to go and learn off guys like that who yeah. have played got at the top a few stud marks at the back yeah. <laughs> well, I was laughing there because I, I got a few stud marks <laughs> after games yeah. so he came player manager from Sampdoria comes to Rangers he's paraded as the new player manager first game am I right in saying it was against one of your old colleagues George, George McCluskey George at Hibs used to road you get sent off remember that so and, and sent then off. you get sent off we beat him at, at, we beat him one 0 big Billy Starter scored and in the middle of the pitch, I always remember we were sort of Paul passed the ball to me and I passed it to Billy and we got it back and Graham was chasing me. Talk about closing down, so Graham's in between us. Graham just lunged at Billy, ten Billy's boot and everything off him straight up. But he's looked round at his back four. And I'll not I can't see on radio what he said to them. And he got cause he got the red card, but he was going ballistic. I wouldn't have liked to be up the guys that was behind him and we were giving him a bit of chase in the middle of the pitch at that time. Do you remember the, the European game? Was it still oh. a Bucharest? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's pointing at his own calf. <laughs> I covered it. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable. How many games do you think you would get for that? That's life. Nowadays. Sin, die. Remember that old one? Absolutely. Yeah. But remember Ziggy yeah. Johansson? The young mm-hmm. boy that we were all talking about, they went to Sheffield Wednesday, mm-hmm. I'm sure. And they were all talking about the best young player in Europe, talking about Juventus, talking about everything. Unfortunately, they were playing Scotland. I think I'm 100% right. Graham broke his leg in the game. Yeah. And then the next one, I think one of the games played against Wales remember the home internationals Peter Nicholas who ended up coming up yeah, to Aberdeen right. he'd done the tackle on Peter Nicholas and Peter Nicholas showed after the game he'd stud marks for his ankle ball to his chin because he'd slid on the ground right up and it was his foot right up his body it's the one of your tackles <laughs> <laughs> and of course I'd have been proud of that one but that's what he'd done but he was hard but we forget how hard he was but he's a good a football footballer player, exactly brilliant. what a player what a great player. passing range yeah. what a short approaching. passes mm. Long passes. Goals. The distance. Mm. Well, big goals. He transformed Scottish football. Mm. His signing, it did. Celtic had to up their game, but Absolutely. it took them time, I remember. Absolutely. So, Brendan Rodgers, how big a day is this here in Glasgow, the capital of Scotland, you know, football-wise and commercial-wise? Listen, Paul, I think you look at the news for the last week. Yeah. Since even with Ange going, it yeah. was all over England and mm. Scotland, all the news. Brendan coming here has been all Scotland and mm. England, you know what I mean? That We've been the front page of all the things that's been going on as Scottish football, which can only be good for the game up here. Celtic fans, what are you thinking? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700? See, in terms yeah. of Postacoglu yeah. going to Spurs, I think he'll, he'll set it and fire the Premier League. That was my next question. Yeah, I, I think I think he'll be brilliant for Tottenham. Why? It, How? You've seen the, the build-up, oh, who is this guy or mm. whatever... And it was similar when he came over to Celtic. Just we we be watching him over the, the last couple of years and how he goes about and how um, I don't think he'll take any messing about. I don't think MD will mess about with him. You know what it's like down there. Some of them have got a big time a chip in their, their shoulder. I don't think he'll um, they'll last a second with him. But I think he'll go down there and if he's backed, I think he'll do a brilliant job for Tottenham. I think Levy gets a, a lot of stick. Mm-hmm. You've got to think of the managers he's brought in there, Mourinho. Conte, yeah. all these guys, forget about their top quality ones that was there as well. Absolutely, all the top quality ones. And just got something different, you know, with him at this moment in time. One, he's going down there to prove himself at 
a later age, mm-hmm. if you understand what I'm saying. He's just a boy, same uh, as you. Yeah, exactly, yeah. that's what I'm saying, a later but age, yeah. you know what I mean? 57. Yeah, and, but as I say, he's been round the block. Mm-hmm. He's not got Europe, as I spoke about. I think that's a big thing, because he lets him work his team the way he wants to work and galvanise and get them on the training pitch. He's not a great mixer. People say, let's everybody else go on with their work, but this I'm the manager. But I think the big thing he'll have to do is the English press. There's a north and south divide down there. You know, there's the southern softies and all this yeah, sort yeah. of stuff and they taught them, they call it a Spursy, you know, all that sort of thing when you're, they have a nightmare or a typical Spurs member, Sir Alex gave it the great, guys, it's Spurs we're playing, <laughs> you know, all that sort of stuff. And he meant they blow it. Aye, as if, yeah. listen, they have no bottle, whatever. Yeah. You know, I don't see that with mm. Ange and I think what he does really well, I thought I thought he was brilliant at it with the press up here, which is a massive part of the game, mm-hmm. especially down there with the amount of games and that we all have but the amount of time you're put in front of the press and they're always waiting to trip you up. But I think the, the opportunity... Listen, he's got one of the best strikers in world football. That always always a plus when you know you've got somebody that can put the ball in the net. And Barry, do you think he will have Harry Kane for the start of the season? Yeah, but I, th- I don't think they can lose him. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if he leaves, then it's going to make his job tougher. Yeah. Um, but I, I think... Uh, no, I, I think Harry Kane... I'll stay at yeah. Tottenham and I do think uh, people going about Harry Kane no winning any trophies I think if he's given time and he's given the backing I think Postacoglu could potentially win trophies for I'm not saying winning the Premier League mm. I'm talking about FA Cups or, or well League that's Cups. exactly what I was going to say because yeah. I don't see him weakening his team for the Cup competition which I find absolutely bizarre yeah. at times down there we won about Birmingham mm-hmm. Barry I mean, who did we play? Did we play Brentford and Rochdale? Maybe the first right, two. Right. And then we had West Ham double header and all that sort of stuff. But as I say, you're five games away mm-hmm. for winning a trophy. And I think Angel will be the sort of good idea. Boom, I can win this trophy. Because did they not send a weakened team to Sheffield United? Absolutely. I couldn't believe it when they were going through a bad time. Mm-hmm. You know, and they were so close because there were so many other teams that had been out of the competition. If you remember, a lot of the teams went out early. Manchester City went out to Sheffield United, if I'm right. No, no. Um, Southampton. They- they went Southampton. Out early, yeah. They went out yeah. to Southampton early. So a lot of the big clubs had been out because they all changed it. I don't see Ange doing that. Mm-hmm. I think he'll play strongest team to try and if he gets a trophy on the board right away, wow. Unbelievable. But I think I, I agree. I think it's out of all the guys that was getting mentioned with it, and he's different from Mourinho. People say Mourinho wasn't successful there, they'll say Conte wasn't he. I think he's a different personality. Mm-hmm. I think he knows when to be hard and I think he knows when to be soft. And I think that's the biggest thing in management that he does exceptionally well and that's the experience that's got him that. It's going to be some season in England as well, Barry, isn't it? It's uh, With so many... Man United, we don't know what's going to happen with the ownership. And I think that's why they won't get Harry Kane because they don't want to spend Chelsea. the money. Yeah. Pochettino going into Chelsea. You've seen a number of that. I think that's an overhaul that's mm-hmm. needing to happen at Chelsea. Can Man City produce what they've done yeah. this season? Um, How pleased so- were you? The treble. Yeah, yeah. to be honest with you, it was uh, it wasn't a great watch. And normally, you, the, the, the finals are never great. I mean, I, I think over in time, I've seen True. two or three finals that have been brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Um, they never played well, but they found a way, Paul. Um, and they deserve it. Listen, they're a, a brilliant team to watch. And one thing about them, I'm not just supremely gifted footballers. See the amount of work they put in during the game. It's unbelievable. You see guys tracking back and helping their defenders. I love to see that. And that's the top, top players you're talking about. 
And it was a long season for them, wasn't it? I mean, we must have all felt that. It was the middle of June almost. Well, I think our young boy Foden's one of the best players in European football, without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. He comes on in the game as a replacement yeah. for an early injury. And I thought he was outstanding in the game and sort of galvanised the team. And Kevin De Bruyne had to go off injured, who's your top quality yeah. player. But I thought that even changed that your John Stones playing that different position he plays now and the way he works it. So the manager, they defended really well. You see the save the keeper's got to make. It was him that started the sort of nervousness at the start, if you remember, he passed the ball out of the pitch. And it wasn't a great game. And the Italians were excellent at yeah. their defensive setup. But the way they played and these guys playing in the Fodens and that, and Barry's talked about the players that come on, how they can keep them up to that standard with the quality. And that's what he's, we're talking about Celtic, we're talking about Rangers, how they change players to galvanise the dressing room. He's managed to do that exceptionally well. So he keeps everybody fresh and he feels as if the manager's either got to go or the players have got to go. And they've decided, Manchester City, that it's the players that have to move on and will refresh the players instead of refreshing the manager. And obviously, they've got when you look at Silva, looks if he's going to leave. Absolutely. <laughs> looks that he's not going to be signing a new contract but if you watch over the years it surprises quite a few people but he knows Kyle Walker looks to yeah. if he's going to believe in so he does he does do this well, look at Aguero yep. remember Aguero going to Morocco Aguero. questioning that you know. but he knows what he's Hopefully doing number nine. he knows what he's doing he, he just he's brilliant to listen to and, and listen he's, the way that his football teams play the game is unbelievable but the thing that just jumps out at me is the work rate of them yeah I know they keep possession and they outplay teams but when they, they've no go at the ball they clearly work their backsides off so would you say young people watch the way Man yeah. City that's the way that's they play that's the best players yeah, that's sure. the top players yeah. these guys are earning absolute fortunes mm -hmm. but do you know what they work for it people always say the harder they, you work the luckier you become yeah mm -hmm. indeed thank you Gary Player wasn't it he said that did you enjoy the golf line Rory McIlroy just one yeah, but I had to go away bed. from it. It, was it. was too late. Right, there was so much on the go. You wanted to be ready for the stock exchange this morning. <laughs> Barry Ferguson was there. Ange has gone. So he was trying to see what would happen. Yeah, the news came out. Brendan Rogers, three year deal. He said today, I'm really delighted to return to Celtic. Hugely excited by the great opportunity. When I was given the privilege of being asked to join the club again, it was a very simple decision for me and my family. We've enjoyed some great times at Celtic. This will be my goal again to deliver good football, ensure we have a team. Uh, where am I? I'll do all I can to maintain Celtic's momentum as we face into all our domestic and European challenges. Hugely impressive and talented group of players and staff. Really looking forward to meeting up with them. Uh, I wanted John Kennedy to be with me as we move forward. A very talented coach, someone I know well and respect. He'll be very important to me and the players. And finally, he said the club is in a fantastic condition at all levels. He mentions uh, Ange and the job that he did. And he paid tribute to the job done by his predecessor. So, Peter, it's not going to be 10, 15,000 people there to welcome him back. That wouldn't be right, would it? They did that in 2016. Or are they? When they announce him. Because you remember the last time they Listen, did that. They're faithful through and through, as they say, Paul. And I think that there's some guys obviously will not forget, of course. Mm -hmm. But they'll just be proud that somebody that's leading their football yeah. club. And it's one man and his dog, Brendan, knows he's a Celtic manager. Me, I'm please because I feel as if you're getting a top quality guy coming back in I think we've got to remember it's probably been easier for him to say no because yeah. of the criticism that people were sort of aiming at him and all the mm. things that were coming up and it probably and I don't mean that people think well what do you mean easier what I mean with that is, is the fact is people said there weren't other opportunities 
opportunities would have came for Brendan Rodgers. There is absolutely no doubt of that. More jobs oh, would absolutely, have come. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. So the fact that he's went, OK, this is Celtic. And it is a different pool. Barry said he went to Blackburn, but when Rangers come back for him, where does he want to go? He wants to go back to Blackburn, eh, Rangers, because yeah. that's his club. Mm-hmm. And that's what Brendan Rodgers thinks. I want to go back to Celtic. There's something I would love to do for the fans and the players and everybody else around representing that football club. And he wants to be a success. And that's the only thing you can ask for a manager to be success. He did say, Ange has done some brilliant work across the last two years. I will be doing all I can to maintain Celtic's momentum as we face into all our domestic and European challenges. So, Celtic fans, what are you thinking? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. And we're going to talk Scotland, a bit more about Rangers as well. Uh, Gary O'Neill left Bournemouth today and the replacement was there within Indeed, you get sacked at half past 12 uh-huh. and they appoint yeah. a new manager at three o'clock. That, that just, that stinks. It does. Me. Andoni Ariola. And Darren Moore's out at Sheffield Wednesday. I just find that bizarre. So, so he's the man that's taken sure. them up. They won the playoff. I mean, I know that they had lost, what, four? And Granted, you want to get back into the game. Oh, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why. It's but I'm somebody, yeah. And Darren is a nice, Barry on the home, he's the nicest guy. Mm. The, one of the hardest working, we talk about coaches and whatever you can see. And what he had to take the abuse after the yeah. Peterborough game, sure. the first leg, mm. you know, was ridiculous. I actually thought when they get promoted, he would resign because of the criticism he got for oh. the Sheffield Wednesday. And it was a racism and everything that was through it to him. It I terrible. thought it was disgraceful. Yeah, it, was. it was a joke. And there was one team, yeah. and you can I can say this because my boys were, at that particular time, I said, I wouldn't be surprised if Sheffield Wednesday, I love Darren Ferguson, mm-hmm. he's a good pal. At that particular time, I'm thinking, this is one team I wouldn't be surprised if they won this second leg and they're looking at me yeah. because they're already beat them 6-0 in yeah. the league. You yeah, know, and I'm sure. thinking you go, to sh- you lose a goal in that Sheffield win. But Darren Moore was the sort of guy. Mm. He was so he held himself together, even after the game. And you know, when you that look, you thought, I think he'll resign. Uh-huh. It was one well, of the ones because you see the face. Well, the same mutual consent. Yeah, sometimes. But the abuse he got after that, that, that first yeah. leg game at Peterborough yeah. was oh, ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and it just shows you how good the manager is. He turned it round, and I think he's seen in the dressing room. I think it was Barry Bannon yes, done a wee, right, 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 a wee yeah, speech yeah, and, yeah. and you could see how much that team wanted to play play for the guy. You'll not be out for long. That's no. the only thing I would say. Darren won't be out for long, that's for sure. Quick for break sure. and then we're back. The Go Radio Football Show, building up to the new season. Let's go! Let's go back on the line. Scotland, what a win at the weekend. I mean, if you switched off the telly, Peter Grant or Barry Ferguson, with five minutes to go, you thought, mm, we've lost the Erling Haaland goal would have been the one. But no, Lyndon Dykes, the equaliser, and he made some good subs, didn't he? The manager, and it paid off. Absolutely, and people were questioning, obviously. But now I look back at that. He'd made a couple of tweaks to the team, actually. Because if you think John McGinn played in the left-hand side near Odegaard, mm-hmm. and I just thought that was to get in about him during the normal play. But then he moved him as a second centre forward, really playing off Lyndon Dykes. Both of them worked, you know, and you've got to give great credit to the manager. But the players have got to carry it out, and they did it, so you've got to tip your hat to them all. See Lyndon Dykes, I I rate him. He's a real, real handful, Mm -hmm. Lyndon Dykes. Um, And and I said that last season um, about Rangers. I know Michael Beale had him at QPR. He's somebody that I would be more than happy um, for Rangers to try and pursue, but... As I said, I just think he causes problems for defenders, Lyndon Dykes, and I think he's, I think he's a very good player. Let's get Stephen Reside on the phone, big Scotland fan. Stephen, good evening. Hi guys, it's been a good week, huh? <laughs> Not half. You were <laughs> buzzing so on Saturday night. What did you make of it? 
Oh, listen, it was absolutely fantastic. Um, I've seen Scotland teams in the past, um, Barry was well done, one of them create memories, but I think this team's great history. I'm looking at the way that we we won that game. We, we, all right, we didn't play well, but I don't think Norway were particularly great either. I think Angus Gunn maybe had one safety make, it was a header that was straight in his hands, but I think we win tomorrow night, we'll qualify, um, and I really think that this could be the first Scotland team to get out of a group when we do get to the finals as well. well that's a great point, and I'm going to hear that confidence, because I think that's about time we started to do that, feel that confident way, because we're always getting worrying about what's going to happen, yeah. and I think sometimes you've got to change it. Listen, Stevie, you would say, was probably a defensive coach in the respect of the way he sets his teams up. They're very well organised, hard to beat. Would you have to be at that level? Because we're talking about even the Georgians tomorrow night, you've got Cavadonna playing, you know. <laughs> so everybody raves about him, how good a player is. But there's other players who play at, like, say, Red Star, Belgrade and whatever, top quality teams. And I think we're starting to understand that now that other teams have got top quality players. So we have to be organised for them all. What they've done is we've got guys that know how to win. And I think that's important. Against Spain, you're playing with great energy. You've got great energy on the bench. You've got guys that's all want to play. They're all at a good age. They've come through together. And I think you're right. I think we've got to start believing that way. And listen, you know, typical Scotland at times, we're always going to get a kick when we least expect it. But I think sure more often than not, but I'm, I'm thinking yeah. more often than not, we've got to look with a positivity and look at the players that we have instead of worrying about everybody else. We know they've got, they'll have quality somewhere in an international oh, sure. team. They're always going to have quality. Maybe two or three, and some teams it's ten. <laughs> you know, sure. and that's the difference. Stephen, do you expect many changes tomorrow? No, I don't expect many changes. Maybe maybe in the midfield, I don't know, because it has been close season, and you might want to put Billy Gilmore in there for the start, but I, I really don't expect many changes. Uh, at all to be honest with you Georgia have lost one game out of the last 15 but yeah. we've not lost in over the year uh, we've con- conceded I think it is one goal for open play in a year as well so um, we've got every reason to be confident it's at Hamden all right uh, as you were saying there Georgia have to beat Kikabaric Kalia yeah. uh, who plays with, with Napoli uh, who is world class but um, so was that pronunciation? Just about to say that's <laughs> ten out of ten. Hey Barry, ten uh, out of ten for that. I, I, I don't think we need to worry because I think we have it too much going forward. We've got great players going forward as well. Yeah. We've got John McGinn. We've got London Dyke. Um, so I don't think we need to worry. London Dyke has got a new goal every three games, yeah. which is good for the Scotland striker. Barry, what are you feeling? What would you say? I'm feeling confident. I, I just like the look of this group. I, I look at them and it looks to me if they're enjoying it. It's like a club atmosphere. They all get along with each other. Again, listen, I go back to Saturday. It wasn't a brilliant performance, but they found a way and that's what good teams do. Um, and look, I, I'm more than confident in this team. I'll, I'll get the three points tomorrow. And, and listen, they'll, they'll be going to Germany. There's no doubt in my mind because we were speaking about it at the start of the show. You look at the, the standard of clubs the standard of football that our players are playing at the level is so high um, we've got to remember that we're coming up against a good team Stephen says one loss in 15 but we're a good team yeah. we've got good players we've got players that play at a high level um, so I'm sure if they, they they bring their A game they'll be they'll be pretty confident in getting the three points tomorrow here's the manager speaking today about Georgia it be difficult uh, I said right at the start we had the toughest group Georgia for sure are the toughest pot four team. Uh, one defeat, one defeat in 15 matches. They're on a good run. They they'll feel good about themselves. 
good win away to Cyprus, difficult place to go. Some good players, organised, good shape to their team. So, tough game. He paid tribute, though, to the Scotland supporters. I'm the guy in the charge, so they're not going to get too excited, are they? <laughs> no, it's, listen, it's good, the players, everybody likes to be loved. So when, when you come into the, the environment at Hamden and, and the players feel the, the reception of the crowd before the game and the warm-up, the national anthem, and then we, hopefully when the game starts, we can start on the front foot and get the crowd behind <laughs> us. It's nice to be loved. They feel good. They, they, they want to do well for the crowd, so let's, keep, let's try, and, try and keep that momentum and, and keep going. Stephen, you're Stephen's in demand the there. Yes, he's, he's on demand the there. <laughs> like, can I just say yeah. one thing about that? This is what excites the, the players. A sellout at Hamden. Absolutely. Three, four years ago, you're no. lucky you're getting 20,000. So that makes a difference. When you go, because Hamden doesn't create the best of atmospheres. Yeah. And when it's half full, it's not a great place to play. But when it's full, at least they're, they're energised. They're in early doors and that'll, um, that'll give them that extra push. Stephen? No, and definitely. I think I remember the days we were playing in front of 20,000 in the UK, and I'm grateful enough to be sitting in an off stand now. And that yeah. Spain game typified it. Um, it was bouncing, as you know. I go and I, I reviewed the table facilities. The ones in an off stand are great. I'm up high, I'm elevated. Brilliant. I could see what we were trying to do tactically against Spain. Um, surrender the wide areas, make them come inside. Let them come high up the pitch, and then when they did their fullback, till he exploited the space and behind. So, uh, I think Steve Clark tactically is the best manager we've had since Walter Swift. Um, and it's really, really exciting. I put up a wee tweet that when Kenny McQueen scored, it cured my cerebral palsy for 30 seconds. You're some oh, man, Stephen. Yeah. You're absolutely. It's good to be positive about of this course. because it's been so negative for so long. Shall we mention Motherwell for a second? See the big striker, is he away to Groningen? I think he's going to go to Groningen. Um, listen, you can't, you can't begrudge him that. Yeah. He had a fantastic season last season. He's 32 and wanted to move back to Holland. Yeah. But what we need to focus on, we know where Motherwell are in the football food chain, if you like, as, as replacing him. And we've been linked with the boy Dippowak and Yemi from Mid United. I think that would be a fantastic oh. signing if we could get him in. Barry, your uh, eyebrow went up there. Yeah, yeah well, good player of the year yeah. in the championship. Scored a, a lot of goals, physical presence. Um, but he's going to be a big loss. I mean, I don't know what the fee is. What, what is the fee? Less than a million. I, mean, I, I, I think it was um, half, half a million plus add-ons. I'll be honest with you. Stephen, I think that's a snip. Mm-hmm. Is that where he's from? Oh, no, it is. It is, it is yeah. but again... If he was playing for the Celtic or Rangers, he'd get more for them. It's just because he's a mother wanted. I've seen this uh, player sure. many times. Mm. But I, th- I think we should be looking to get over a million for the music. Easy. The strange thing for me is, did Groningen not get relegated? They did, they did get relegated. Which is a surprise. For, uh, that's a surprise he's chosen. That. Maybe be his home club, I don't know. And he's maybe obviously financially... But I definitely think it was a strange decision for me for him mm. going back to a team that's going to be playing the second tier of Dutch football. You know, there's no doubt in my mind that he's more than capable of playing it higher than that. Uh, but maybe he's looking and thinking, is this his last big contract? Yeah, which it is probably. And obviously yeah. he's back home, as Stephen says. But he, he will be a big miss, but I can Yemi at Air United um, would be yeah, a decent purchase for Muddle. Stephen, in the first hour, Barry and Peter were saying what a year it's been under Stuart Kettlewell. Can I ask you about um, Brendan Rodgers coming to Celtic? You'll be up against them a few times this season. 
as a neutral, from that point of view, how do you feel about the return of Brendan Rodgers? I don't buy into the mess of Brendan Rodgers field at Leicester. I think if you look at it, he finished fifth twice yep. and he won an FA Cup. He then lost to Flanner and they lost Casper Smeichel, who was a big, big player in the dressing room for them. And he wasn't given money from the board at Leicester to replace them because Leicester's board got a lot of their, their, their money from, I think it's duty free, so I don't know if maybe Brexit was getting too political has impacted mm. that, but he wasn't then given the money to replace these players. And a manager can only work with the tools they've got. For Farah and Michael were, were two massive players for Leicester. If the Celtic board back him, because listen, Rangers are doing some good business in the window as well at the minute, then I, I think that Celtic will go on to win the league again next season. It's a great insight. It's so true about Leicester because people are now saying about last season. Or, you know, the season just gone by. He got virtually no money to spend. He got the goalkeeper, well, remember, but no replacement. Remember, really. remember the fair, financial fair play. They were all yeah, saying about that. Sure. Brendan came out and said this team needs to be rejuvenated mm. with new players. But Stephen, just losing Schmeichel was a massive blow yeah. more than anything else because he says personality. He's a bit like his father in that respect. He was like, he was for Manchester. He was for Leicester mm. in the respect to that. And a lot of players didn't play as well. They lost Madison for a long time through injury. You know, so these guys were all so, so important to them. To lose him all at the one time, and I agree 100% with Stephen. His time at Leicester, people could not look upon it as a, I'm being unsuccessful. Yes, I'm sure, when you get relegated. You know, there's still a lot of games when Brendan was sacked, you know, to stop, stop them getting relegated and they didn't do that. But there is no doubt that Brendan had lost his mojo with it probably because he never got the time to regalvanise it. We're talking about Rangers, Celtic, Mullerwell. You have to freshen everything up, even when you're successful. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't allowed to do that at Leicester. Stephen, you're going pre-season with Motherwell? Because I know last year you went over for the qualifying games in Europe. I remember you went to Ireland. Uh, no, no, I'll not be going to Holland. I've got too many gigs coming up to go. Yeah, I like to go to some concerts during the summer. So I'll be doing yeah. that. But uh, I will be back for the, the, the League Cup games that are coming up in July. So I'm looking forward to them. Stephen, great to hear from you. And I got your message the other night on our way to Germany. <laughs> Barry agrees, yeah. so did Peter. Thanks, Peter. Fantastic, guys. Enjoy the game tomorrow, all right? Thanks, Stephen. Cheers. Cheers, Stephen. Yeah, we will indeed tomorrow night. Really looking forward to it at uh, Hamden Park. What's your scoreline for tomorrow night? It's actually great. In I think it's going to be close yeah. than a lot of people think. Yeah. Because you've got to give uh, Georgia respect because they are a, a half decent team. They've got good quality. Um, I'll go Scotland 2 1. 2-0 Scotland 2-0 yeah 2-0 yeah, Scotland yeah, pretty tight but if we do that then next game Cyprus isn't it and we're we, we could yeah we couldn't well, throw we could away. be talking about yeah, it every sure. weekend here take one game win it move on to the next one win that that's what you've got to try and get into yeah, the habit of doing and that's what they've done at this moment in time Luis Suarez was saying yesterday about Brendan Rodgers and the return to Celtic that uh, he'll take them to a new level I wonder what that level would mean Barry that would have to be Europe wouldn't it yeah it would have to uh, get through the group stage yep so um, I'll bend it. listen that, that, that's the thing with, with Brendan Rodgers he, he, when you look at his track record at Celtic he won domestically all the trophies the Champions League games were a sore watch at times um, and sometimes you've got to change when, when you go away to these, these uh, teams and I'm, I'm talking about the Barcelona's their top teams but even all, all the teams that are involved in Champions League group stage are, are, are dangerous um, so it'll be interesting to see but I'm looking forward to the season yeah. I think tactically you've got to remember he played Manchester City when they were flying at one period and everybody was raving about them 
was it two draws? They drew, that's right, they drew. Yeah. Two they draws twice. home and away, you know. 2016. So yeah. You know, that, that's what I'm saying. Tactically, things will be slightly different. I think it's a different group of players. The ones he's got to bring in. So there's a lot to look at. As I say, Rangers will be new. Celtic will be new as well. Mm. There is absolutely no doubt of that. And you're talking about Stephen, talking about other players going to Motherwell. And all oh, Aberdeen have done great. You know, they've got a few, they've spent a few bob. So hopefully it's all getting stronger in Scottish football because that's what we're all looking for. You know, and as I say, it's great to see people like Brendan that back, Michael Beale, first big season. So everybody's looking forward to it. And as we say, everybody in football is talking about Scottish football. And that's the most important thing. And it's in a positive vein. The national team's doing great. Long may it continue. Tomorrow night, Andy Robertson will lead out the Scotland team. Was that his best game the other night as Scotland captain? In terms of his performance, he was brilliant, wasn't yeah, he? I, I think if you look through the, the performance individually, I, I think if you ask any of the boys, it would say, look, we could have done a bit better. Um, no doubt about it. But again, listen, see in two weeks, people forget about the performance. It's about getting the three points on the board. And that's what they've done. They went right to the end. They got that equaliser. And do you know what? When they got the equaliser, there was a real belief that they could go and get the win and that's what I loved it's sometimes you, it was, but you're sitting there and you're thinking to yourself I can imagine what the Scotland support were like when mm. it was 1-0 with 5 minutes oh, to go for that final whistle and they went <laughs> I don't think they'd have been singing we get sunburnt everywhere we go do you know what the Spanish is <laughs> but then it's easy to, right. when you're a yeah. You get that equaliser, right? You know what? Listen, we'll take the point yeah. and we'll get back to Glasgow. No, yeah. bang, kept going for it. And uh, obviously, Kenny McLean came up with the, the goal, and it was a brilliant goal. Great cross field pass for McTominay into McGinn. And it's a layoff, as Granny says, yeah. at the start. It's inch perfect. And you see McLean coming in at a fair pace, Absolutely. and he just slots it into the, the bottom corner. Brilliant goal. Spanish for the end is Terminado. That's the tours have come and gone on the day when Brendan Rodgers is announced as the Celtic manager. Barry, great to have you back in. Enjoy. You'll be back in now and again. We're on the one-hour special now. Back tomorrow night with Andy Walker, who will be with us. And then Wednesday night, Stephen McGinn. The McGinns will be excited for the game tomorrow night as well. Absolutely. Thanks, Peter. Thanks, Pleasure. Barry. Pleasure. Cheers. Speak to you soon. The news is next. The Go Radio Football Show. Building up to the new season. Let's go!